Stand on your feet, real quick. The quicker you are, the quicker I'll be. Amen. Amen. Listen, go with me to 2 Kings. 2 Kings. 2 Kings. 2 Kings. 2 Kings. 2 Kings. 1st, 2nd, 2nd, 2nd. 1st Kings, 2nd, 2nd Kings. 1st Chronicles, 2nd Chronicles. 2nd Kings. 1st Samuel, 2nd Samuel. 1st Kings, 2nd. First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, Old Testament book, you'll find it there, Second Kings. Amen. Go with me to about the 19th chapter. Do a little Old Testament preaching today. 19th chapter, 19th chapter. Second Kings, the 19th chapter. reading from the New King James translation New King James translation 14th verse of the 19th chapter of 2nd Kings and Hezekiah received a letter from the hand of the messengers and read it and Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord then Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said O Lord God of Israel one who dwells between the cherubim you are God you alone of all the kingdoms of the earth you have made heaven and earth incline your ear turn your ear toward us Lord and open your eyes O Lord and see and hear the words of Senachera, which he has sent to reproach the living God. Tell somebody, it's not my letter. It's not my letter. Amen. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. You may be seated. It's not my letter. to take a look at this this word I want to take a closer look at this word and 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 talk to you a little bit about what's going on in the kingdom throughout the land there seems to be uh, the taking of lives all over the disregard for God and we are being told that the solution is to add more guns. That everybody ought to be packing. We're told that even though that lives are being lost to overdoses and all types of manner of drugs we're told that, well, the solution is just quickly give them the antidote and hopefully it will bring them back in time. We're being told over and over and over and over again that we should be accepting of the things or the conditions of life. 
when life has gone astray, when things are out of sorts, we are being told repeatedly through the media and through our governmental agencies that, that we should just roll with it and, and things will be all right. I come to tell you that, that, that it, there's been a decline or in, in the spiritual fabric of America, in our neighborhoods and in our homes and in our schools. And when I look at this, I, 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 I have to hear the words that keep coming to us. I, uh, when I'm working in rehabilitation and I'm working with, with uh, the people uh, in the federal government systems of Social Security and as I'm working with them, more and more they're saying that these are the new norms. Uh, this is the new standard in which people are living. And now we have to be accepting of that. And every now and then I get memos to that fact that we need to be accepting. That's not my letter. I know. I, 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 I know that, that, that we're being told that, 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 yes, this is the new age, the new millennial, and, and this is how things are. But I, I dare say that I believe that there's a better solution. I, I believe that if we allowed God to just be more prevalent in our lives, I believe that if we allowed God to be uh, paramount and in the forefront of our thinking, if we allowed God, not only allowed God, but we have to allow ourselves to be moved by God. And see, when we are moved by God, then I get a few people who are not afraid to talk about God. There ought to be a few people who are willing to stand for God. There ought to be a few people that are willing to testify. There ought to be a few people willing to go out into our neighborhoods and say, look, it's still about Jesus. If we get Jesus in our homes. There'll be Jesus in the community, and if there's Jesus in the community, there'll be Jesus in the church, and if there's Jesus in the church, we can be in the city, and we can be in the government, we can be throughout the state, throughout the nation. But the problem is that we have fallen silent and become accepting of the letters that we're receiving by everyone saying that it's okay the things that you really see are, 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 are it's, it's all it's all right uh, long as it's not in your neighborhood it's, it's all right but i i gotta tell you that, that there's a there's a backdrop story here in second kings that I, I started to draw a parallel from as I glanced at this on the way out I, I, I looked at this and, and understood that there were some things happening if you allow me to go back just a little bit the king of Assyria has come to Judah and he's come to Jerusalem and Hezekiah is in, 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 in office he is the king at this particular time Sennacherib is the head of the Assyrians and he's decided that he alone is the ruler of all that he surveys. He decided that the new order is going to be anything that he wants to do and anything that goes. He has destroyed country after country, kingdom after kingdom. He has brought down. Oh, you still think I'm talking about Sennacherib and the kingdom. I'm talking about the things that have been destroyed in the United States of America. I'm talking about the things that have been destroyed in our homes. Oh, some, some of us have taken it even as far when they took 
prayer out of schools, it took it out of your house as well. Because sometimes the only prayer that was going on was the prayer that they got in school. Things have been coming over and over and hey, we've been attacked on every hand. For some of us, for some of us, yes, yes, we've allowed our freedoms to be taken away. Because when we sit silently and allow them to tell us that we can't call it like it is. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Listen, I told you I, you, you, I just need a couple people to come get me out of jail. <laughs> I just need a few. Because I'm going to stand up for the rights of God. I'm going to stand up and I'm not going to stand with those who are siding with you can change your gender anytime you get ready. I'm going to stand up and tell folks, no, 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 I, I think God has a plan. And we talked about training up a child in the way that they should go. Train a boy how to be a boy to become a young man and into a man. Train a girl how to be a female, be a girl into a young woman and into a woman. Yes, I said it. No, no, you, no, no, the door don't swing both ways. No, I'm sorry. And so, yes, yes, folk will say, well, no, I'm hating and I'm, I, I, I'm against this. And no, no, I'll tell you what, no, it's not about what I'm against, it's what I'm for. And that's, I'm for the Lord. I'm on the Lord's side. I, 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 I want to be able to be able to stand before God and say that I've given an account of who I am and what I am. And I preached your word unadulterated. I want to be able to tell God that, yes, Lord, your word is still law in our lives. It's not about what everybody else says. It's not about legislation. It's not about the letters or the bills that they're writing in Congress. But it's really about what thus says the Lord God in his word. And see, if a few more people understood the word of God, if a few more people understood the, what the God is really saying throughout the Bible, uh, we, we, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Most often we go off on what we hear. Listen, let, let me back up and, and give you a few things here. And he says, so Assyria, Assyria sent Hezekiah a letter. If we were to back up in the 18th chapter, and the 18th chapter deals with it like this. He says, he says, he sent out one of his spoken, Rabshakeh, somewhere around the 28th verse. He stood, and watch this, I, I, I need y'all to make special note of this. He says, and Rabshakeh stood and called out in a loud voice in Hebrew. He, most people go right past that, but he called out in a loud voice in Hebrew. This was the representative of the Assyrian government. He was the, 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 the forerunner of Sennacherib. He was the one who was the spokesperson. He was the, the secretary of state. And he came and called out to the people in a loud voice in Hebrew. I know somebody just missed that. See, because sometimes you get folks speaking your language, talking to you and trying to convince you to do something that you know is wrong. You may sound like me, 
You may talk like me, but if you are not saying the things that are being spoken by God, by the same God where we receive power, then you are not with me. Oh, somebody need to help, hold on to that. See, because there's a whole lot of folk that get caught up in churches where, yes, 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 there are folks saying certain things. But then when it comes down to it, if they're not walking right, talking right, if they're not living right, you can't follow behind somebody who is wrong to the core. But accepting because simply they sound like you. There are relationships and people coming together and because, oh, just because so-and-so or such-and-such comes and visits church with you don't mean that the church is in them. There needs to be a relationship. There needs to be a bond. There needs to be an understanding to the depths of your core that you know God for yourself. And those of us who have the like spirit, the same kind of spirit, we can agree. Why? Because we agree upon the word of God. And so he comes and he speaks in Hebrew. And there's a whole lot of counterfeit folk. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that that that's folk who are just faking it all the way. Faking it from the pulpit to the pew. Yeah, they they they're folk who are faking it. And he talks to them. He says, that says the king, here, here, listen, I want to talk to the people. He's standing out there, he's yelling to the people. He says, he says, don't let Hezekiah deceive you. For he should not be able to deliver you from his hand or talking about center chair, nor let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord, saying that the Lord will surely deliver this city and shall not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Uh, see, there, there, there are folk who will speak your language, trying to convince you that you need not trust in what you know. If you've been on the battlefield and you've been down and sick and oh my God, this morning I stopped by, I stopped by MCO, I stopped by the hospital to check on, on, on Mother Modisette and, 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 and I, I love getting with Mother Modisette because, because, because every time I see her, every time, she's always telling, oh the Lord is good, oh, huh? praise God, good to see you Pastor, I'm glad you stopped by. No matter what her condition is, she always gives glory to God. Always magnifying him and going through. That's somebody who's been on the battlefield more than a little while. That's somebody who's been in darkness but found their way out. That's somebody who's been in a storm but knows that God can bring you through. That's somebody that's been down but back up again. That's somebody that understands that even though my friends may leave me and forsake me, God will stay with me every step of the way. Somebody who knows how to trust God that's been through the valley, that's been through the flood. Somebody who really knows how to trust God. They know how to get back up when they've been knocked down again, knowing that God is with them every step of the way. That's somebody that understands that no matter what comes against me, my God is still able. That's somebody who understands that I'm going to keep pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high God. That's somebody who understands 
some of us who get down woe is me but when you get to the point where you can start praising God even in the midst of your storm while you can praise God even before the lights come back on if you can praise God even before the air conditioning kicks in if you can praise God even before you can see your way out if you can praise God even before you go to the courthouse if you can praise God even while you're in the ambulance on the ride there if you can praise God even before you send your child off to school if you can praise God while they're yet coming up in in the womb if you can praise God then tell somebody I'm not fooled by the voices who telling me to give up on God I I can't give up on God I I, I, I I've been through too much since I, 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 I've seen too much I, I've hurt too long I, I've cried too many tears and God came and wiped away every one of my tears I, I, I've had to stand alone sometimes I, I, I had to be by myself sometimes I, when my family forsook me I, I understood some things that God would never leave you I don't know if I shared this with y'all, with family. Y'all don't know. When I first came, entered into the ministry, and not, not just pastoring, pastoring was a whole nother thing. That's 26 years ago. When I first entered into the ministry and said that, proclaimed that I was saved, and I knew. God for myself and I had to do God's work the first people who looked at me like I lost my mind was my family now I'm not talking about my me my, my, my one of my brothers called me up and said what in are you talking about What does this save stuff mean? What are you talking about? I know you. I know you. You, 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 you the original hellion. You just mean. That's what he told me. And then he would go around telling other people, he's evil. He's just, he's just. And I found out later that it, it wasn't so much that I was. Mm. <laughs> but I found out, Reverend, I found out that I had something that he didn't have. And I'm going to call him out. Y'all can call him up because I know you're, some of y'all know him. My older brother. And 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 because he being the oldest, he thought he should be first in everything. Some of y'all got family like that. They just gifted like that. I'm the oldest, so I what I say goes. But when I broke out from under that and found the Lord for myself, found out that I was accountable to nobody but to him. 
When I found out that God could save me. When I found out that when everybody else forsook me, that God was still there with me and that God understood where I was coming from and he understood my tears and he understood my pain. When I found out that he would be right there for me, I proclaimed Jesus, that he was my savior, that he was my own. I started talking about Jesus. They didn't understand what I was talking about, what was coming out of my mouth. They didn't, they didn't have a clue as to what was going on. They thought I had lost my mind. They thought my wife had bewitched me some roots on me. Now I'll tell you love is a powerful thing but I uh, but I'd rather have Jesus and I thank God for her but I'm hey. And so all of this was going on. So I'm talking about familiar voices coming to you, questioning whether or not you are what you really are. But I want you to know today that when you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, it's about you and Christ. It's about you and the Lord. It's about your salvation. It's about your coming up. It's about everything about you and God coming together as one. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. You're going to hear some voices around you looking at you strange because all of a sudden you got to shout. All of a sudden your hand goes up and you start waving. All of a sudden you start opening up your mouth and testifying. You know what? And, and declaring that, yes, the Lord has been good to me. I don't know about you, but every now and then I just have to declare that the Lord has been good. I, even though I may not have everything that I want and everything that I desire, I have to declare that God has been good to me. When I look back over my life and I began to think things over, I can truly say that I've been blessed. I've got a testimony. I can tell you about being broken. I can tell you about being lost. I, I can tell you about being down. I got a testimony. I can tell you about how he will bring you out when nobody else will even look for you. Let me hurry. Let me hurry here. Let me hurry here. Hezekiah is telling him, look. Don't be fooled by what Hezekiah is going to try to tell you. He's going to try to tell you that the Lord is going to deliver you. But look at our track record. Look at what we've done. Here's what the Assyrians are trying to convince you of. And I'm talking about the Assyrians in your life. There may be some Assyrians that you're living with. There's some Assyrians in your homes and on your jobs. They're trying to convince you that you are not the person that God has called you to be. There are some Assyrians in your neighborhood. You probably even married or snuggled up to a few Assyrians ever. And trying to convince you that you are not the anointed person that God has already bestowed upon you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. When, he, when I look at this word and he begins to talk to the people and then they write this letter. The people that he was talking to, the people of God, they were talking to that. Verse 36, he says, but the people held their peace. In other words, the people had not said a word. They did not answer him. But went back and told the king. And when they told the king, he says, and they came over and told him, they told with their, tors, their clothes torn and, and told him what the words had been spoken. 
Watch this. In chapter 19 and verse 1 it says, And so it was that King Hezekiah heard it. And he tore his clothes, covered himself in sackcloth, and went into the house of the Lord. You see, see, you see, I'm not one of those statistics where everybody's doing it. They wanted him to believe that everybody else fell, you, you're going to fall too. They wanted him to believe that, yes, yes, there's nobody that can stop all of this blight and all of the things that are happening in our land to us. There's nobody that can stop that. In fact, we look back over the history and look at all of the other kingdoms that have already fallen. What makes, makes you think that you're going to be able to stand? Well, the one difference is that I've got the Lord on my side. And then even Hezekiah had to acknowledge and understand that, listen, everybody else had gods that were made out of wood and made out of stone and made out of iron and all of those other things. And see, some of us even today have got gods that are made out of other things. We've got gods in our bank accounts. We got gods in our 401ks. We got gods in our houses. We got gods that we drive around. We worship those things more than we worship God. And see, we're depending upon those things. And when you depend upon those things those are the things that will let you down those are the things that will fail you those are the things that are not sustainable but when you've got the most high God the one thing that sent a chair could not come against was the God whom he could not touch he could not come against a God that he couldn't feel that he couldn't see he couldn't come against a God that was all-powerful the one who created heaven and earth he could not come against a God who is above every God he went out tore his clothes and then that fateful day when they came back to him and said we over here fighting another battle but we coming to you next when you see all the other kingdoms around you falling and you know that you're in line next when I go down to verse chapter uh, verse 19 chapter uh, chapter mm, 19 verse 10 somebody run with me there real quick we're just about done he says thus you shall speak to hezekiah the king of judah and say do not let your god in whom you trust deceive you just tell somebody i know that ain't right i just I just I got some saved folk that been there I just know that ain't right I know he didn't say what I just thought he said he said he said don't let him deceive you saying Jerusalem shall not be given into the land of the hand of the king of, of, of Syria he says look you have heard what the king of Assyria had have done you 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 know my reputation you know the things utterly destroying everybody around drop down to verse 14 verse 14 says and Hezekiah received, here you go, this, this, this is your message right here, receive the letter, don't ignore it, don't put it in the kitchen drawer, you know we see bills coming, we walk from the mailbox and shuffle them to the bottom, don't even want to open it. It sits on the table unopened. You not opening it will not change the content. It's still, it's still there. Receive it. Because sometimes you got to receive it to know what you're fighting against. So 
sometimes you got to take it in and say, look, I need to understand what, what I need to pray about. He says he, he, he received it okay, and at, at the hand of the messengers and read it. Sometimes you need to be able to receive and read your enemy. You need to be able to understand what they're talking about and where they're coming from. Because there's something intrinsically I found consistent about the enemy, that the enemy is consistently stupid. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Because it, 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 if you know that God is your God and you know that God has been with you and you know that God has, has kept you, then it, it, it is absolutely stupid of somebody to come against you knowing that you know the Lord, knowing that God is on your side. It is absolutely, they have lost their minds if they think that they can overcome you. If you can open up a letter and the doctor says you need to come into the hospital for surgery, it's all right. You go ahead on because I know who's going to be operating in the operating room. I know who's going to be there. I can speak it even before I get there and knowing that God is going to make a way out of no way. Go ahead and read the bill, read the bill, and they're telling you, you ain't got money to pay this, but we want you to pay it. Then that's when you open it up and say, Lord, we need to have a little talk. I don't, maybe I'm the only one. Is there anybody else here that, that, that did, you started, didn't have, did not have enough at the beginning, but at the end, God showed up? Is there anybody here that didn't know how ends was going to meet, how you were going to bring it together, but then God showed up. Is there anybody here that understands that God can do what seems impossible for everybody else? Just help your name and say, won't he do it here? Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Read it. But then the most important part of what Hezekiah did, not only did he receive it, not only did he read it, then it said that he spread it before the Lord. Come on. Put your problem, put your circumstance, put your situation, put your health, put your body, put your children, whatever news that you get from whatever agency it comes from, you spread it out and put it before the Lord. Don't tuck it under nothing, but spread that thing out. He said, Lord, because I need you to see every line. Lord, I need you to see every paragraph. I, I want you to see where they put the exclamation points. Lord, I need you to see what these folk are trying to say. But if you don't take nothing else away, take this part away. Take this. He says, he spread it before the Lord and he prayed. And not only did he pray, but I need to jump down a little bit further. And he says, and says, Lord, incline, first of all, open up your ear, turn your ear. He says, open up your eyes. Lord, have you seen this? Has anybody, I, I mean, does anybody talk to God like I talk to? I, I, I'm sorry, but I, I don't talk to God like our Heavenly Father. I just be calling on him. Lord, did you hear what they're saying? God, did you hear? Did you see that? He said, he says, not only that, he said, he said, open up your eyes and see. Hear the words of Senator Chairman. And he says, here's the important part. 
which he has sent a reproach <sighs> did y'all see that he turns it over he sent a re to, to reproach the living God this ain't about you this is not about me it's not about us it's about God in other words, if you come against me, you coming against God because if I'm operating in the work of God, I'm operating in the ministry of God. I'm ordered by God. Every footstep that I take is ordained and appointed by God. Then you are coming in. God, it's in my letter. Lord, I need you to see this. I, I need to take this up to a higher authority. God, there's things coming against me. They're trying to attack my health. They're trying to put me down. They're trying to uh, confuse my mind. But God, I need you to see this. And God, if you see it, I know that you can handle it. I know that you can deal with it. I know that you can make this thing come to pass. And so in the name of Jesus, I don't accept this letter. But I turn it over to God. And I give it to him. Well, I'm not just talking about letters. I'm talking about everything that the devil is trying to throw at you. I'm talking about every doubt that he's formulating against you. I'm talking about every conversation that he put on Facebook about you. I'm talking about everything that you're trying to do to be able to live in the kingdom, but the kingdom won't let you live. And so I got to give it over to God. It's not my letter. Come on, come on, family. Let's go. In the name of Jesus, when you take your letter, take your letter to spread it out. Take your letter and read it before the Lord. Take your letter and allow God. And as you read it, let me hear. Come on, deacons, let's go. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. It's not my letter. My letter was written over 2,000 years ago. My letter is contained within these 66 books. My letter was a letter of love that said that I should live and not die. My letter said that I'm the first and not the last, the head and not the tail. My letter says that in me, there's infinite and in you, there's infinite possibilities. Because we serve an awesome God who specializes in things impossible. Have you read your letter? Have you read the one that's really addressed to you? There's a letter that was written from Calvary. A letter that says that I love you so much that I'm willing to die for you. A letter that says that yes, my blood will be shed for you. A letter that says that every sin and every thought that's been brought against you shall not be brought up in remembrance. There's a letter that says that not only did I die for you, but I love you. Not only do I love you, I will not stay dead. I will rise again to prove to you 
how much I love you. I'm coming back again. Have you read the letter? Have you read the letter and said, God, thank you. Thank you for empowering me. Thank you for keeping me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. As the doors of the church are open.